The best part was when we went Hold to on, are we live right now? Porsche. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. I think every time you ask that, he nods his head. No, yeah. but now we actually are live, so. Okay. We'll stop talking. Hurry. So we're getting going here. <sighs> I need a little stretch. Oh, I didn't fill my water. It's gonna be uh, I don't have water. Really why? I can leave the show. Who's this stranger? going on guys welcome to shop talk presented by ceramic bro jeff here joined with lucas special and guest and anthony's special guest because we have two anthony's Anthony special guest not special it's just anthony squared we have just a special guest. guest here today yeah he's gonna take over the podcast today so everyone sit back relax sip some water grab a tea grab some popcorn these are lies. I'm not taking over the podcast. Mics so. on you. Mics yeah. on me. Hot mics. Usually the host asks it. What are we talking question. about? There it is. What are we talking about, Jeff? Well, today I want to talk about sales. Why? That's a broad topic. Yeah. Yeah. It's very broad. But no, we're going to narrow it down a little bit to specifically how to close, not necessarily how to close jobs, but one thing that we're noticing with a lot of installers complaining about leads and not understanding what it takes to close leads. I and feel like we talked about this. We, we have, definitely have. But I wanted sure. to bring Anthony in. And okay, so Anthony is... Uh, two Anthonys and they yeah. both do sales. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> but for two different companies. Or 2.0. Yeah. <laughs> so Anthony here, Martins, the one with the green shirt, if you're watching, and the hat. With the beer. The, the luscious with the beer. beer. Yeah. yeah, the luscious The one beer. that there doesn't have to go home and eat Panzerati's. <laughs> but I want to. That's such a specific intro. But anyways. cold. <laughs> so Anthony here, I've known for quite a while. Since birth. Since, Since diapers. Yeah, pretty much. I was one. He was zero. And <laughs> Still trying to catch up. Our parents lived on the same street. And my mo- his mom took care of me when I was one. And then still talks about it to this day. Yeah, mm-hmm. he was zero. Yeah, he was zero when he, he was came always out. Always cuter than mm-hmm. me. Um, yeah. Anyways, grew up friends. I uh, didn't go to the same school because I had to go to a French school. My mom made me go to a French. Yeah, French Canadian. <laughs> She's Quebecois. So, anyways, um, and then bumped into him a little while ago. Didn't know that he was in sales, and asked if I needed help with CP Canada and the sales Here department. We are. And here we are. There goes um, Ari. Hey, Ari. Yeah. Hey, Ari. So, He's Anthony, chat. give him a little bit of your background of, you know, sales and, and where you started, the guys you worked under, things like that. Yeah. First of all, sales scared the crap out of me when I got into it because I never pictured myself as someone in sales. And I think that starts with, like, your idea of what sales is and doesn't matter what industry i think it has like a negative vibe to it when you say you're in sales what do you think of when you when you think of sales what what did i think of or what do i think of what do you think most people think of a used car salesman like what about the phone call with people 
Those are telemarketers. Telemarketers. Yeah, the duck cleaners. I mean, they're this, doing Those sales. are sales guys, all right? It's a telemarketer. Don't insult me. Yeah. <laughs> Don't put me Not in a That's sales like calling guy. a detailer or a car a, washer. I'm a door-to-door no, but most people customer tell, service representative. Most people will tell you, like, sales, yeah, sleazy, right? They yeah. think of, like, the guy who's trying to pull a fast one. Um, and that's, I think, why a lot of people have a negative outlook on sales. And I kind of did, too. So when I got the opportunity to work in sales first first time uh, six years ago I was like I'm not cut out for this but after you know a couple of years of doing it you realize you just need to remove that word from it because really what sales is 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 working together with someone for a mutual benefit um, both sides can win in sales it doesn't have to be a winner and a loser hmm. and I think when we talk about some of our installers or people are inquiring about whether it's training or product, I think in their head they think there has to be a winner and a loser. And it, and it usually boils down to like a price thing. So if the price isn't right, then there's a loser and someone has to win. But what someone who's good at sales will do is figure out, okay, let me, let me figure out all the missing pieces to what you're doing and how I can help you fill that void. That's what that's what like sales really kind of encompasses is finding out a customer's need, helping them understand how they can get there, and then being the solution expert. And that's it. Problem solved. Thanks, guys. Mm-hmm. See ya. <laughs> there you go. Like drop. Yeah, I think a lot of the problems come from, or I guess lack of success in sales would be a, a good start is a lot about me, me, me and not about the customer. Yeah. Cause like you said, you're, you need to find the problem that they're facing and be able to provide a solution or determine whether or not you can. And if it's all about, yeah, we're the best at this where, you know, we have this, 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 and this package. We've been in business for 25 years. No one cares about that. How does that pertain to them? Exactly. Yeah. And Anthony. Yeah, like I don't even ever have to say that. Yeah. I mean, some people will ask, you know, how long you've been in business, whatever, but it's not a deciding factor. Mm. No one comes up to you and is like, what's your value proposition? No, but when uh, it's pretty clear, if you've been in business, your shop's full, you know, you're busy, uh, you have a good presence (coughs) online. They already know enough about you, too. Yeah. You have a rapport. Mm. So there's almost like a relationship there already. Like, oh, I've done business with CP Vaughn in the past. I've done business with CP Can in the past. Like, people know about it. Um, or sometimes you may call a guy up. For example, you know, our, our, uh, our team, you may call a guy up. They may have never heard of your product. So you're, now you're talking to someone new and starting from scratch. So mm, That's tough. How do you build that relationship off the bat? Especially now, because it's not like you can go there, you know, put a face to the name, uh, meet meet them and kind of, you know, be on like a common ground. So it's a lot more difficult over the phone or Zoom or whatever, however you go about it now. How do you, how do you go about that? I think you just have to listen, like get, get that person talking and you should be doing 20% of the talking. Whereas you talk to most people in sales, as we were reminiscing <laughs> before this show, this talk, 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 talk your ear off without even like asking you 
you know, what you're, what you're at, what you're inquiring about. Mm. How can I help you? Because once you, all you have to do is ask a couple questions. And probing questions. And then you just repeat them. And mirror. I think it's called mirroring. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anthony. Sure. Ah, sure. I mean, it's just a matter of probing. Probing. Questions. Probing. Mm. Questions? Yes. Yes? <laughs> That's right. Exactly. You've heard me right. And then they'll <laughs> tell you their problem and you provide the solution. It's pretty mm-hmm. simple. Yeah. People love to talk about themselves. Like, it's our natural instinct is to talk about ourselves. So, well, how are you doing? How was your weekend? Oh, let me tell you about my weekend. Yeah. But as a weekend. salesperson, you need to kind of leave that at the door because you need to be the person. You don't want to be annoying. Yeah. In the Chris Voss masterclass, he spoke about an example where a guy went to network for a week or something and this guy's wife was getting mad at him because the whole weekend anything someone said he would just mirror them oh it was a yoga retreat yeah a yoga retreat so this one husband with like all the other couples like every all all the women loved this guy but all he was doing was just mirroring the entire weekend so interesting yeah Yeah. that's right (laughs) that's right so because it sounds like you're listening to what they're saying so they keep talking exactly Sure. Food's here. Food here is amazing. Oh, it's amazing? Yeah. You know, like, they do this, this, and this. Oh, they have this? Yeah. And they do it. Like that. It's pretty funny. But it, it applies. Like, yeah. for example, Anthony, what kind of car do you have? I have this car. Golf R. Oh, oh, you got a golf you have R? A golf R? Yeah, yeah I just bought it last week. You what? just He's got a lighting last up. Week. <laughs> Look at the smile yeah. on his face. But it's like, people. You got to stroke their ego. And especially, yeah. like, guys love to talk about their cars, too. So when a guy comes in with a Mustang, even though I'm not a Mustang fan, oh, nice. You got a Mustang? Yeah, man. I got baby. the uh, GT350. GT350? <laughs> yeah, man. There was only so many built, and I got the first one ca- first one in Canada? Yeah, you know what I mean? And they, no. they always have that fucking, you, oh, mine's the first one off the lot. Okay. You do business Probably with who you genu- genuinely like, and that is building relationships. You can argue that, okay, mirroring could be like, somewhat manipulative i think it's just a tool to actually say yes i am listening to what you're saying and i care about what you have to say i think it ensures to the other person that you're 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 actually listening mm-hmm. you know what i mean because like there's nothing worse than they say something huh sorry what was that or like, you you guy, send a response really a that has nothing to do yeah. with what they actually said yeah you yeah. can pick up <clears throat> when your answer is not genuine yeah be like okay that person was half listening mm. they're just kind of tagging along Okay, so like you earlier when you were talking and I was on my phone and you stopped talking, but I was listening. Like, this is I was actually impressed. Attention. I was impressed. You picked up on that really quickly. As I soon as like, all of a sudden you went quiet, I'm like, what the fuck are you going quiet for? I multitask. <laughs> Try to, but I know it's rude. Okay, it, Jeff, you <laughs> obviously started this. <laughs> you started this business with zero sales experience. How have you changed your approach? Um. I think it's just applying over the years of, I mean, I've always not, I don't want to say not a salesman, but I've, I've tried to avoid the upsells side of things and like just give people what they want. It's easy to, to give them what they want, in my opinion. Um, I mean, getting into coatings early on where coatings were new, yes, I did have to sell and explain it to them. But once they kind of understood what it was and like they saw like my, enthusiasm in it and like how excited I was about it. It's like, okay, this guy's actually on something here. So I think, I think that was another big part, but like, I mean, but you got to tread lightly with that. Cause 
for example, one of my buddies that came last week and got his new Taycan done, he was, uh, like, comparing us to another shop that doesn't like us. Um, and the guy just started going off about, you know, oh, our coating's better, our, our uh, you know, hydrophobic properties are better, our, our, it's like, he started naming off all these terms, and my buddy's like, listen, bud, you're flying over my fucking head, I don't understand what the hell you're talking about, and clearly, I was like, it's not something I'm asking about, and you just keep going on about it, mm-hmm. so, you lost me a long time ago, like, Jeff told me my car's gonna be shiny, I don't have to wax anymore, cool, that's what I'm looking for. Do you think Something's that approach... Is, it, is like really you gotta read the person in my opinion you tell that to a customer uh, a tesla customer and they you know what i mean yeah they get all excited but i mean like the you not trying to be a salesperson i guess quote unquote a salesperson because you are i think there's authenticity not. to it and they mm. show that it shows that you're not just pushing something down somebody's throat mm. like commission breath like yeah, you yeah, are yeah. commission breath yeah, yeah. commission <laughs> what uh, you never, never heard, heard that, that before no i'm in sales so of course i have yeah <laughs> oh man no. but yeah that's I when mean, i used to do door to door at rogers i can't see, sell when rogers, i tell so. when i tell people's jeff that uh, when i tell people about jeff's story of how he started just working out of his car and building it to what it is now i would say you were like the hard worker sales guy you just you just worked hard, like you just worked your butt off. Patience. I mean, yeah, you gotta remember, there's quality years, and word of mouth that. is what builds. Yeah, but you didn't go here. into it with sales on the mind. You're like, oh, I'm gonna crush it with selling this product line or, no, or the service. You were just like, I'm a hard worker, and yeah. that was your. Re- I'm gonna clean your car better than any other motherfucker out there. Yeah, yeah. that's basically all exactly. it's your reputation. Because right? you yeah. built Business a good reputation from, from word of mouth. Yeah, everyone knew you as uh, go to Jeff or whatever, not California detailers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> So like I think the point is that it doesn't have to be one way, you know, one way to be successful with it. I mean, what did it involve? It, it involve evolved yeah, but into. If, you, if you're turning it into, you know, uh, like we're at that point where word of mouth can only take your business so far. So we're dealing with like uh, with uh, Lucas, uh, the shops that he's dealing with, whatever, to get him to sign up to do marketing with us and stuff. They want to hopefully take their next step and not rely on word of mouth Mm -hmm. and start you know relying on getting their their name out there on social media uh, and just leveraging down on uh, facebook ads instagram ads and that stuff and then that's a whole new ball game because these are usually customers that don't know who you are Mm -hmm. so there's a lot more involved in that Mm -hmm. than just your hard work because they can't see your work all they see is your presence and Whoever they're the voice that they're speaking to, pretty mm. much, and who they come to see at the shop or whatever. There's no so that's a totally right different way, ball I guess, game. to sell. But I think there's a, a few wrong ways for sure. That's well, if I were to just focus on goal package or full wraps and oh, you have to mm-hmm. do this, and the, then I'd probably be, do less sales. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I mean, in just like conversation starting, you know, you send a prospect an essay about your business and how you've been operating for 12 years. No one wants to read an essay. And I don't like reading essays. You're the best company in, in all the GTA. And, you know, we scrub carpets better than anyone else. No one cares about that because it's bullshit. You're the one that wrote it. <laughs> That's right. Whether it's true or not, how does anyone, how is anyone going to believe that? How is everyone, anyone going to believe that? No one's going to believe that. Yeah. 
Nice beer. I mean, so how do you how do you start that conversation? We you don't, spoke have, about you don't talk about your shop. You talk about what they want. They're clearly already interested. Mm. If you have a lead that came in, they're interested in something. What is it that they want to learn more about? And uh, you know, do they know nothing? Do they know something? Do they have an idea of price? Do they shop around? Like you try to get all this information from them, and then you try to make it seem like you're the place to go to. So that's by answering their questions honestly, providing them solutions to what they want done, you know, get them to come in person if you can so they could see, you know, tangibly see the products in person. All that's going to tie together into a nice little package. With a little chair on top. A little Panzerati. Little Panzerati. That's cold. Hopefully hot. cold But Panzerati. obviously you're having, you're, you're seeing great results with that approach. I mean, the shop's full, so. Well, that's a combination of word of mouth plus whatever is being close from the leads, but sure, yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's a combination of, of a lot of different pillars, and and not just you know pulling somebody into your shop. Like your shop needs to go look good. Your website needs to look good. Like yeah, we talked like, about yeah that goes yeah, without being said. I know we're yeah. not over this, but for example, your 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 boy there from the golf place that we delivered the car this morning. Oh, big Dave. Yeah, big Dave. <laughs> Big Dave. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> I used to call him the Hammer. Because <laughs> his last name's Hamilton. <laughs> the Hammer. Um, no, but like when he came, when he dropped off his car, he came to the back. Remember uh, when I was barbecuing, he was shooting the shit with me. Oh, Jeff, you know, I love your story. And this, that. it's like, I didn't even know he knew my story, but I mean, either Anthony told him about it or it's well, on it our a, It wasn't a story. He just, he. I don't know what he said. It wasn't about your story, though. It was a, like he likes. He doesn't uh, care about your story. <laughs> no, that's not, what, that's not what he said, though. It was something about. Uh, no, but he said he's like, I, I love like what you've done and like, you know, the way that you talk to customers and things like that. And it's like, okay, like, okay let's just. Yeah, because he did his research. He spoke to me. I provided him a whole bunch of different solutions to what made sense. I worked with his budget. It wasn't just shoving something down his throat. And, uh, and it all worked out. Threw a couple of tiny things in, whatever, to sweeten the deal, and that was it. Yeah. And it was good. Hmm. But he was very happy. Yeah. So if you have guys shopping just on price. Actually, we should talk about, like, setting expectations, too, with your customers. Like, as a salesperson, you should be setting the right expectations. Because I spoke to an installer the other day. I don't know why they all call me, but anyway. <laughs> and and he was asking. Anthony's around here. <laughs> There's too many Anthony's around here. I don't know why they all call me. Anyway. That's going to be your he, button from now on. At, he was saying, um, you know, some of his clients aren't happy or whatever because they're not getting the, the results that they expect. And I'm like, well, what are you telling them? Like, well, aren't they supposed to be able to bring it through the touchless and it comes out perfect and there's no water spots or anything? I'm like, no, that's like, you're like, like, how is that possible? Like water, when it evaporates, there's sediment that's left over behind. It's always going to happen. It's never going to not happen. So there's going to be water spots. So unless you're washing it properly by hand or whatever, like just going through a touchless car, which is not going to make it come up perfectly. And you should be telling your customers this. So they have, they know that and they're not expecting it to do this when it can only do this. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Like, Not know. to mention, a, I've never seen a touchless car wash. It doesn't. Get, uh, per, like a perfect wash. Never. Doesn't exist. Of course it doesn't. <laughs> it's not going to happen. That's a good point, though, managing, managing expectations. Because, uh, I mean, some customers are just going to be, you know, hard to deal with. But, like, if you're setting the expectations realistically and then you kind of blow past, like, 
with that Porsche for, with Dave, going back to Dave, his car was in pretty rough shape. And I said, I honestly, I have no idea. Like, I couldn't promise the results because I don't want to promise anything because I don't know. Mm-hmm. But if you go and promise something and then it looks like shit, and then he's going to be pissed off. But because I didn't overpromise, he was ecstatic mm-hmm. with how his car came out. And there were still, like, little things here and there. And I was like, oh, hopefully he's happy because there were still, like, deeper scratches here and there. And, and like, I told him already, though, those probably won't come out. Mm-hmm. If I told him they would have came out and they didn't, he would be pissed. Whose fault is that? It's not because realistically, if, if you can't get it done, then why are you telling them you can get it done? It's like the stupidest thing in sales. Just try to get the sale, and then they're going to yeah. be pissed off after. Mm. Same thing with the, the bad review that we got last week on the guy was expecting the full interior detail when all of our coating packages, he got a silver package and polish. We give it a vacuum wipe down on the inside, but he still had salt stains. Well, you're not getting a full interior shampoo. That's not what we're doing. We're doing the outside of your car. But he expected a full interior, which... Was hard bad for not explaining that, and now you know well, we no, I, learned I, from that. I explained it. He just he just kind of <laughs> he wanted to to bend. Not the, my fault. He he wanted to kind of you know write his own story. Listening. So that's that's fine. You want to write your own story? Yeah, we just got like a Robert the, just Munch like, over here. Just like the mileage, apparently. <laughs> yeah, we took his car for lunch. <clears throat> took took the mileage down, but apparently we added mileage on his car. Okay. Yeah, you just okay. go in reverse. Haven't you seen Ferris Bueller's Day Off? <laughs> yeah, just go in reverse for a couple couple uh, minutes and put it back. Throw it on the I dyno. Mean, Managing expectations is definitely like a, one of the more important tools someone in sales can have. Yeah, because you always have that fear. You don't want to let someone down, but at the same time, uh, but I'm it just sets it's better the stage. to be realistic and hundred percent and set the expectation lower because then when you blow past them, it's not even setting it lower. It's just like no, but setting them as realistic as possible. You don't want to set them too high because then they're expecting the world and. It's like, and also if we're talking about people who are doing something for the first time or like say an installer just learned how to install coatings or PPF or tint, you have to paint the picture that maybe the beginning is going to be painful. Maybe you will burn some product and go through product that, uh, you know, is used for troubleshooting. Other installers did this at the beginning too, like relating their situation that's likely to come up to what other people have gone through. Mm -hmm. So then when it does happen, it's like, you know, Lucas said that. Jeff said that. Jeff said that might happen. It's not such a shocker mm-hmm. <laughs> because you're gonna have negative feedback. You're gonna have you're gonna have things go wrong. But if you didn't mention them at all, that's where you kind of shoot yourself in the foot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. At least you're expecting something. You know, some things to go yeah. poorly. It's like possible side effects, right? <laughs> we told you it's on the label. Yeah. And it's spoken really, really quickly at the end of the commercial. Yeah. Really. <laughs> I'm not even trying to. But to Anthony's point, trying to sell them for the sale, I mean, we work with these people every day. They're your customers for life, hopefully. So you're not winning. You may get the sale, but you don't get the customer. So mm-hmm. what are you after, right? Mm-hmm. It's a, this it's is a longevity. Yeah, yeah, this is a longevity relationship business. So, And you want them to word of mouth again. So you paid yeah. for that lead. And, and you're creating they, more they, word of mouth. Your umbrella just gets bigger. That's what and you bigger ideally bigger. want. Mm-hmm. So, so if you're a new shop or a newer shop, or maybe you're established, and you want to brush up your sales skills, Anthony Martins, what would you recommend? What do you when you were practicing sales uh, when you first started? What did that look like? A lot of crying. Same. And then I quit. <laughs> I half got fired, I half quit. 
It was like a mutual agreement. Um, deliberate practice. Like actually practicing. What do you mean? How, did, how did you practice? I in your practice. car? You practice in your car? Practice in your practice. car? In the mirror? Yeah. I like, didn't know you had to practice. You don't I do need remember, practice. No, but you I do remember at the beginning, I, I didn't like it. I felt uncomfortable doing so. Because you didn't know. You didn't know enough. And you probably didn't have enough confidence in what you're talking about because you hadn't seen it enough and experienced it enough. Well, I worked with the product, but I wasn't comfortable talking about price with people. I hated doing that. Yeah. Now price I don't. Is, now price I'd, is tough. Yeah. Because so, you get the same reaction out of everyone. But, but eventually you have to do it enough times. It's just uh, whatever. That's but it. answering Lucas's question, you know, what do you do? It is. It's actually deliberate practice. Mm-hmm. And you usually do it with people that aren't the customers. So you would sit down with a colleague and role play. Yeah, pitch to me. Yeah, we, we would do that. Mm-hmm. And you'd give pen. feedback. What? Sell me this pen. Yeah. Man, that one, kind I, of. I don't like that one. Why not? Yeah. I love that movie. The pen or the movie? Which no, the, you don't know the movie kind of trash. Really? The pen idea is good. I like the pen idea because I, I don't remember what the answers were. It was like supply and demand and like stupid shit like that. Yeah, there's no pen. There's no other pen around. So you had no choice but to. But who was it from the movie or was it someone else who's like, do you need a pen? Is yes. It's a Nicholas Cage. Buy this pen. There you go. Do you need one this guy pen? was trying to say, yeah, no. it's the best pen. No one cares. Feels about it. nice. It's the best pen. Do you need a pen? No. Okay. Don't and buy don't, it. Don't buy it. Yeah. That's right. Do you need a ceramic coating? <clears throat> no. No. Do you want one? <laughs> I'm not sure. So off topic. So <laughs> off topic. So yeah, practice. That'd be to answer your question. What? I think another big one too, and I tried to do this with you and you wouldn't have it. What? Was I was gonna secretly record you and oh, let you listen there you to go. it. There, there's the reason right there. I don't want to be secretly recorded. <laughs> that is an excellent tool. No, because yeah. you don't realize what you actually sound like and you're like, holy fuck, like we did it with Ari. Yeah. And Ari was like, Wow, I I can't believe that I sound like so recorded. Like I don't sound recorded. But he's seen a no. tremendous improvement. Yeah, because Man, when I'm getting when feedback from Big Dave saying, you know, I did you're an amazing God. job. Okay, what about when you're getting feedback from the Golf R guy? But the Golf R guy is a douche. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay, An- Anthony Martins, you told me about this a while ago where you record you your feedback. own phone calls to hear back and you replay everything. Well, we, I was in a coaching session where they video recorded our whole two hour session and each person on it had probably like a five minute segment where they were role playing with someone else. And I watched mine and it was so painful. So painful. I had to turn it off. But you improved from there. Because I caught myself saying filler words and my filler word was, you know, you know, and what I used to say, you know, I said it probably a hundred times, but after watching it once, I will catch myself. And I usually do it when I'm nervous, and, and most people will have like a nervous, do nervous you know? thing because you, you silence know? makes you uncomfortable. It's not even silence uh, because <laughs> silence in, in in sales discussions are are actually helpful. It is actually. I started doing that. Yeah. Point right there. I could have just kept blurbing out useless information but anthony just had an opportunity to jump in that's yeah you want to give people opportunity to speak or it's that's all i almost use it as a way for them to 
like actually explain what you're talking because I, I talked to a lot of people and there's like they'll just say like I want a ceramic coating and I just say you want a ceramic coating <laughs> and then I just wait for them to say something because like I don't know what that means like can you give me some information like show me you're actually interested in this like whereas if you keep trying to talk and when it goes back to what he was saying like you don't want to talk too much but I think the difference between that call being successful versus unsuccessful. I want a ceramic coating. Yeah, we got a gold package, silver yeah. package, brown package, sports package. We've been in business for 20 I don't even start doing that until no, I know what. <laughs> but a lot of people are going to. Of course. And that's the downfall. And that's why it's not the lead's fault. It's your own fault. You don't know what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> but well, you can learn. It's like, yeah. you, it's I mean, like you anything. Of course. You can learn it. Yeah. That's like, to the to the. But it doesn't it feel better when you're actually talking to someone and you provide them a solution to something and it makes sense for them versus just trying to like get gold package and like this is what you need to get. Da, 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 da. Like that's called the features and benefits talk. Where you just I don't know. I like I I prefer having a conversation with one like learning about you know what their car is, what they're going to use it for. Uh, and then it's like, okay, now I got all this information. Well, here's what I would recommend. Mm-hmm. You could you could do this, but it's kind of overkill for what you're doing with your vehicle. And then you build trust. That's the whole point of it is to build trust, to show that you're you're working with them to provide them a solution that makes sense for them. And then maybe that it's out of their budget. Okay, so then we could do this. It saves you some money. Uh, and then you get the sale. It's better to get some kind of sale, and then you get a positive experience out of it too, Versus nothing because you overpriced them on something that they don't even need. Let's get into that. Mm-hmm. Price. So, cost. I, I have a question for you guys, though. Are you going to use my last name again? Well, I'm trying to decipher, like, the two of you. Um, AA? But AM. F- to the both of you. <laughs> the, the this both is, like, you. A, this is like a double-sided question. Sure. How do you get over an, a streak of no's? Just keep going. And... On top of that, we'll pause. after a bunch of no's in a row, what do you do to adapt or do you stay the course? At what point are you like, okay, maybe my approach is not working? Uh, AA, um, you can go first. Uh, like February, I had a terrible month, but I didn't change anything. I don't know. And then how, how did March go? Way better. I didn't change my approach or anything because I know it works. Like, what am I going to change? I, I mean, uh, that was probably a bad question. Well, I no, think, like, I the, think more it, so like, at the beginning. Like, I have, like, I guess. At the road, very beginning. Like, if you're doing it at the beginning, then I guess it's tough to know. Mm-hmm. But if you go three months, you just need to give it time. Like, if you don't give enough time, then how are you supposed to know if you're doing something wrong or not? Like, I don't think one month is even a long enough amount of time. Because realistically, <laughs> let's say you get 100 leads in that month. You're only really going to close like five, six, seven of them, maybe if you have a good month. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know what the expectation is of. You're not going to close fifty of them, like, you know what I mean? Like we, how? I'd love that, but. of course, but there's no way. So, um, but if you go zero out of a hundred, and then the next month zero out of 120, then next month zero out of 113, then it's like, okay, something's wrong here. Is it the leads? Is it what I'm doing? Like, I guess you got to take a step back and kind of analyze. But then if you don't know what you're doing wrong, then then at that point it's, I guess, reach out to, like, 
you know, someone like Anthony who might be able to help you take a step back. That's your job. What are you <laughs> skaking your head for? <laughs> Don't do it. <laughs> who can help you point you in the right direction? Like so, I hear, I overhear some of the phone calls of with installers and of what all the leads are shit. But it's like literally the same kind of leads I'm getting. So I don't think they're shit. Some of them are. For sure. Some of them I get off the phone and I'm like, what a waste of fucking time that was. <laughs> but it's fine. It is what it is. But you're trying to close the the five, six, seven of them out of the, the pile of junk. Because it is a pile of junk. It's like the, finding a needle in a haystack. That's what it is. So if you have the expectation, first of all, again, manage your expectations. Like if you think you're going to close 25, 30, 40 leads, great. But you're not. So no. even if you're really, really good at what you're doing. And then secondly, if you're not closing any of them, well, chances are it's your sales process that's not working realistically. It's not mm -hmm. going to be the leads. Because it's working here, it's working there. Yeah, we have We're replicating the exact same thing over the here. The formula is being replicated 10 times over. That's and right. It's, and it's performing. Shout out Rodney God. Everyone uh, give Hashtag a applause for Rodney. Nice. Thank you for hey, joining Rod. us, Rodney. Appreciate it as always. Taking RGP. time out of your day to come on our Facebook live stream. Appreciate it. Just oh, Facebook's up? Well, yeah, we've, we've been on live, we've been live this, this entire time. time. Oh, I thought we were just recording. No. You said no, Facebook it was, was up as soon as we were like sitting down to record. It can't decide to come back. Behind the timing, timing was good. Hmm. Look at that. But yeah, I think Anthony's right. Like It has to do like, you have to find what's not working. So whether it's a matter of recording yourself to listen to yourself to see if you sound confident, whether it's, you know, the way your place looks, the way your, your website looks, like... Is you there too much information? Are you sending, like, we had an example today of a guy that, that is complaining about the leads. Okay, well, show us what you're sending your customers as soon as and you fill would, out a lead. And he was like, emailing that? Uh, I don't know. What, it was an email, was right? Was something like that. Yeah. So yeah, like, so, like, that's so much information, like, right off the bat. Like, me filling out a lead saying, hey, I have this car and I'm looking to have a coding done. And then you get this novel of here's all your options. MLA formatted and everything. Well, no, no, no. Like, People appreciate if you overload them with information if they want that information. Yes. Yes, but let them ask for that, like in my opinion. Like yeah, right, right off the bat, if some if I filled out a lead form, I would want to hear back from a person saying, hey, this is Anthony from Saran Provan. Uh, just trying to reach out to you because you filled out a lead on this car. Mm -hmm. Cool. How are you liking this brand new Model Y? Yeah. Little conversation. Shoot me a text, whatever it is. Like, yeah. I, I get like a lot of people want to email back. I'm pretty shit with emails. Most people answer every single text or at least read every single text. So give them a call if they don't answer, shoot them a text. Hey, it's Anthony from Sharon Provan. Just trying to reach out because you filled out a lead on our website about your car. Congrats on your new car. Whatever it is. Yeah. yeah. Short, sweet, to the point. Cool, I'm going to call this guy back. Mm -hmm. And try I, to reach out to them on every possible way that you could because you never know how someone's going to reply to you. Some people just want email information. Mm -hmm. Most of the time I find texting works very well. And scheduling a call because I don't like getting a random phone number calling me. I'll just let it go to voicemail. I always mm. do. I don't want to talk to some random person because 90% so of the scheduling time. Scheduling shows that you appreciate their time. Yeah, which is amazing. Mm. That's been a game changer. Yeah. It helps a lot. Yeah. It's good. But it's uh, True. Nobody, nobody likes being interrupted in the, in the middle of the day. Without I don't care what I'm doing. I hate getting, like on my personal phone, if I get a random number calling me, I don't answer it. It's like mm. when somebody rings your doorbell. And I feel like if it's Listen, important, and if it's not like a, one of those it's me stupid, from Rogers, <laughs> if it's not one of those stupid uh, scam calls or whatever, because ninety percent of it, that's what it is. That's why people mm. don't answer their phone. But yeah, mm. just try and see when they're available for a call. Either right. texting, email. But that guy sending out that email, most people don't even check their email anymore. No, it's load overloaded with marketing. Yeah. And it's not romantic. You know, you need to get... Rom Sales is romantic. Okay, it's romance. 
you don't, uh, you know, sh- hit someone up at a, you know, bar for now, I guess, uh, what are these kids on these days? Uh, Hinge? Slack? Slack. <laughs> uh, Tumblr? <laughs> Discord? You don't slide into someone's Discord DMs or whatever and you send them a novel about shit. Holy. You don't send them a novel about yourself. You're like, you, it's like a little, you know, small talk. Hey, how's your new Model Y? You know, you get, get romantic about it. You know, oh yeah, it's five-seater. Or even just, he's been practicing. It's a five-seater? Yeah, it's a five-seater. I mean, you don't want to, like, waste someone's time asking dumb questions, though. No, like you but ask them. fuck, man. You know the I mean? point that I'm trying to get at is you don't make it about yourself and sending a fucking essay. If you, yeah, if you don't have some kind of conversation or have them get in the door or whatever, they don't get a chance to learn. Like, just sending them an essay about your business, they're not going to read it. Interacting with you, they learn a lot about your business and how you mm-hmm. carry yourself. Thanks, romance. Training. Think about if you had a phone conversation with that essay versus just sending it. It would go a, a million times better. Right. It would still be pretty poor. But you could break it up. You could break oh, it yeah, up, yeah. get the other person talking. You could go through that essay. It's just... They might only need... See, the, th- the funny thing is with sales is some people only need certain bits of information that's enough to sway in them to make... But you don't know that until you talk yeah. to them and, and build up. So if up you just overload them with information, then they're not even going to look at it. And they might skim over and they might miss things that, like, some people, what's important to them is this. Some people, what's important to them is that. You find that out by talking to them. Either it's through text or email or on the phone is usually probably the best. Uh, But just expecting to get a say, like, I don't know who it was. I don't remember who it was. But they were like, yeah, you know, I want leads that are, like, ready to buy. It doesn't exist, man. It literally does not exist. (laughs) And I want a tree that grows money. You know, it's good luck. So you need to work for them to provide you the sale. That's right. I don't know. You got to be romantic. Talk about this. So So to answer so many times. I'm so bad at this. I cut off people. No, no, go. No, we cut each other off all the time. I guess it's allowed because it is a podcast. It's an open conversation. Yeah. So to answer your question, I think remembering that it's it is truly a marathon, and sometimes we treat sales like a sprint. Like I got it, I got it closest now. Some deals will take months, years. You got to be okay with that. Some will be weeks, days. So you're you're gonna have months where it's really bad. But if overall, two things you're you're putting in the right behaviors. And this is like something I learned early on in sales. If you're d- Doing the right behaviors, behaviors meaning, you know, making your sales calls, following with your customers, knowing your product, et cetera, et cetera, showing good support. Like the sales will come. It's just time. You just need the time. And the problem with a lot of these shops is they're one-man shows or whatever, and they don't have the time, so they're not putting in the time, and then they expect, oh, I can send that one email off, and that'll give me a sale. I paid for leads. I should be getting sales in return, right? Like that's, mm-hmm. I think, the mentality that's a whole other ball game trying mm-hmm. to show people that you're not just going to get deals and sales just because you're paying for leads oh, security. Yeah. I, th- I think you can even tell someone that, but until they're actually in the trenches and figure it out for themselves, they're not going to actually really understand what you're talking about. When I tell everyone, I said, these leads are going to require a lot more work. Yeah. You're going to need to 
help them out a lot more than you would someone walking and saying, hey, my buddy just got his car done here, yeah. told me all about it, did all the selling for you, book me in. No lead is going to come up to you and, and say that without yeah. you spending a shit ton of time with them, helping them out, answering their questions, and finding a solution to the problem that they have. That was mm-hmm. a nice pause. I li- I really enjoyed. Well, that. sounds like uh, we said quite a lot. Yeah, we're going on forty minutes here. Oh, oh man, wow, we got yeah. those pans pans are yeah, fucking cool. The Panzerottis are ruined. Wrap it up. Ruined. I got a haircut at seven, so you can't have a haircut. Shh. I got connections. Yeah. Normal that. I'll be sure you check the back of your head. <laughs> 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 we're gonna need some context now, at least. Oh, another time. I don't want to embarrass him. You don't need to name them. Next week. Next week. Tune in next week to hear what, what that podcast. means. Yeah. Tune in next week to hear about that that story. Next that, week on Shop Talk, we're talking about bad haircuts. <laughs> we're talking about other things such as that. And probably... We'll talk about re- sales again, too. Repeat ourselves a million times because it's important. Yeah. We'll figure it out on Wednesday what we're talking about. Yeah. That yeah. yeah. Today... It's Thursday. <laughs> Thank you, Anthony Martins. Everyone give a round of applause to Anthony Martins. Appreciate Thanks you coming in and taking the time of your day to bless us with your insights. Thanks, guys. Majestic beard. Yeah. God, I shaved. I look like an idiot. God damn. Shop Talk. Wednesdays, 5.30. Shout out Serbia, Romania. My Lithu- new listeners. On Spotify, Apple Music, Anchor, anywhere you consume your podcasts. Ciao.